Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 20 of the Expand the Conversation with Jillian podcast. In today's episode, I have my friend, someone who is definitely a part of my soul family and musician, Adam Heaps on the podcast. Adam is a creator, community builder, and alchemist. He leverages his unique ability to connect with hearts paired with his capacity for multiple projects and practices to help himself and others get out of their own way and find their inner strength, joy, and freedom. He has created weekly cold plunges, music groups, and then the energy stack, which combines hape, breathwork, meditation, cold plunge, and a sound bath. His latest project is a self-recorded and mixed album called Something New. If you have ears and like music, I couldn't recommend this album more. It ended up on my top five listened albums last year after it was released, and I still listen to it probably daily. In this episode, Adam and I talk about the frequency of music and how you can get both good and bad vibrations ingrained in music and the importance of being aware of how different music is making you feel. He also shares with us how he was guided to create this album and was supported through friendships and community. He also talks about giving ourselves permission to express yourself makes a huge difference in how we show up in the world or express ourselves and how important it is to create without judgment to allow the music to flow through you. He also talks about how music is meant to be shared and created with many. It's not something we can own. This episode was so great to record. It was literally like interviewing a famous musician in my eyes. So let's get to it. Hello, Adam. Thank you so much for being here with me today. How are you doing? I'm good, Jillian. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Absolutely. It's nice to see you too. Who would have thought after our Fear Alchemy coaching certification, we would end up where we are right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm glad. feels good. It's like a nice uh, skit, you know, into into where we are now. So yeah, it's cool to, to be here. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So I always ask three questions at the beginning of the podcast. The first is, what is a topic you think needs to be expanded? Mm, What is a topic um, expanded where? I mean, just in general. So as far as like something that needs to be talked about more, maybe have a different view or perspective on it, just grown in the way that people see it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, First thing that comes to my mind is just making sure that um, we continue to remember that everything that we need is inside of us and that we do not need to be seeking outside sources for our truth. Mm, I love that. (laughs) Love that. That's been something that I've definitely been learning because we live in a world that there's a tool for everything, right? And so it's like, oh, well, I need this so I can do this. But in reality, it's like, no, I can do it with just me especially in healing, like our bodies are so incredible that you don't always need the extra thing. Yeah, totally. And I mean, all the things are beautiful and they're here to help us remember, but to not get lost, I think, for me, sometimes uh, either I feel this way or I see it. It's easy to put the thing as the what is helping or saving. And it's really the intention that we have uh, as we interact with that thing. So Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love a good intention too. Mm -hmm. As far as like going into something, it always changes the energy around it. So my next question is what is your favorite way to connect with yourself daily? Oh gosh. Uh, Right now it's music. (laughs) Easy, easy question. I think I'm grateful that I have many different practices that I like. And there are times when I'm very disciplined in one thing or the other. And right now, 
now it's music and I, it's less about discipline and more about just passion and, and like, I can't put it down and just been obsessed. So that's, that's what's been my, um, my tool lately. I love that. And I, music's been such a huge part of my life that it's really cool to see other people really like express themselves through it. And this is something that I'm learning how to do. Like, I mean, I've always sang, right. But just singing sometimes feels really intimidating for me. So it's like playing the instrument. I'm like, it's the instrument sound, not my voice, right? But I do love to do it. And it's something that I do practice a lot on my own. And so I can definitely see how that would deepen a connection to self because it's just amazing what the vibration of sound really does to our physical body. Yeah, I like that you said that. It's sort of like uh, all of life is made up of different frequencies mm-hmm. and playing music is just another tool to connect into certain frequencies. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's like very profound, but also really simple at the same time. Yeah. I mean, people love to overcomplicate things, you know? And I think that's why sometimes like when you listen to music that makes you feel a type of way, you can really feel that like energy that someone was feeling or the emotion that someone was feeling as they were playing it. And, you know, your album just came out and I'm so excited to talk about it in a little bit. But like the frequency of your album is just amazing. It's it's an experience within itself. So thank you so much again for putting that out into the world. Thank you for saying that. That means a lot to me. I um, I feel like that is the intention behind recording and putting something out for others to listen to. A lot of the things that I've done as I've explored um, my ability to create positivity in the world have been very in person. And mm-hmm. doing this was like putting something out that could be accessed at any moment in any time at any place. And that was the intention or the prayer behind it was to hopefully just hold or set a frequency that exists just there. So yeah, and I, I didn't do it alone. It was like very co-created with the creative forces that are around and with the people that I play music with and all of the life, you know, but uh, yeah, it was just really cool. So I'm grateful. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. So then the last question, which I think I know the answer to, (laughs) but it's what your favorite thing is right now, whether it's like something you're learning, something you're doing, a modality like book, something physical. Yeah, I think that's still a good question. I think um, I'll answer by saying I'm sort of in a similar spot that you spoke of, like being able to learning how to share my voice. And um, uh, that's still new for me. And I really enjoy doing it and I'm finding more comfort or more less discomfort, maybe I should say in it. But uh, just the process of learning the mechanics of how I can use my body as another instrument. Um, I, I like to play lots of instruments. I like to play all of them. And the voice is another one. And so it's like kind of like that's the one I, I landed on on right now and um just getting a deeper connection with that instrument you know mm, i love that and you know it's i've been singing my whole life right like not publicly but i just love to do it on my free time like in the car i have solo car concerts constantly and you know putting that into like public eye is always really hard and i don't know what it is about singing versus like playing an instrument but you know i i went to karaoke a few months ago and i just had the best time and i was 
was like, you know, what are these people going to say? Like, I never said I was a professional. Like, my voice is decent, but I never said I was going to come and hit all the notes. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so beautiful to be able to express that. And it's so, like, recharging for me. Cool. I love that. I think you hit on something really important with that, which is uh, you gave yourself permission and it was empowering and then you did it and it felt good. And that was more empowering, which was really cool. And nobody told you to stop because it was gross, which is probably more empowering and let go of that fear that doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, I think when we give ourselves permission there's a big difference. And I also think there's a different intention. Like, uh, I'm grateful that I've been able to open up musically through starting with playing music uh, for people while leading breathwork, because it sort of like brought me into a place where I was more aligned with how the music needed to come out, which was with more intention. I think a lot of times in our culture, there's this like ego thing that gets really caught up in music and Hollywood and a stage and a radio and all the, uh, all the, the popularity thing. And really music is like you said earlier, it's meant to transmute and move energy. Mm-hmm. And if we do that then mission accomplished that that's the goal and um when we give ourselves permission to do that it sounds and feels and comes out way different way different yeah and for me i can really relate to that as far as writing like i love writing but if you tell me to sit down i have to sit down right now write about this specific thing and like it's gonna be like a five-year-old wrote it and it's like words 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 i don't know how to write anymore Mm -hmm. versus coming from a place of like why am I writing? What do I want to bring into this? Like whatever I'm writing, whether it's a poem or a story, and then just letting it flow. That change of intention and giving myself the permission to be able to flow with it instead of from that like masculine, you have to do this right now. Like, did you find when you were recording the album, did you feel like you had to lean more into your feminine energy as far as like letting it flow? Or were you definitely, were you like, I know exactly what I want this to sound like and how it's going to like show up? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's the definitely leaning into the feminine side of things. Wanting to play music and record music has been something I've uh, had in my mind or in my, you know, my sights or my vision for a long, long time. But it was a very masculine approach, like you're saying, like almost like, and how I was saying earlier, like I had this goal to like record something for the radio or or something. And, and this time I was doing it because it was fun. And I was just, I'd get lost in it for hours and hours with my headphones on, just doing different things and adding different layers and creating different sounds and making different sounds. And and it was all, it was very feminine. And what I found is that I it was almost like a creative force played through me with me as the music was made. And um, it's very feminine in exactly what you're saying. And, and I think it was able to come through now at this point in my life when it did because of a lot of the work that I've done in myself and to be able to let go of the need to like get something done and just be able to do something because it felt good in the moment to create, to receive and allow that to come into form. And um, there was some moments sort of throughout where I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a thing I have to like do some work I have like here's I gotta pick a date and like set a goal and like I started to like structure it a little bit like that but it was only with the creative force that was coming 
through that was kind of like helping to guide that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because as far as masculine and feminine energies, if people aren't aware of this that are listening, like the masculine needs the structure. The masculine is essentially made to structure for the feminine, right? So the feminine can flow. And one of my favorite analogies is like the masculine is the riverbed that the water flows through because without it, it's just a giant puddle. And, you know, for me, as I'm balancing out my masculine and feminine at one point, I was just a puddle. I wasn't doing anything. I wanted to do things. Things, but I was just like, I don't know, I'm just receiving right now because I was so far in my masculine before. So you were allowing yourself to flow without those like egoic restrictions or necessities to just allow it to be. And then you're like, okay, well, it's going to come out one day. And I was, I was so surprised. I was on Instagram one day and then I was like, oh my God, Adam released music. I cannot wait to listen to this. And, you know, you share on your stories a lot, just some of the community that you have where you're at, you know, singing mantras and things like that. Did that happen naturally? Or was this something that you had to kind of seek for as far as like being able to play these instruments? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad that you asked because it's the creative forces that were my friends in making the music that ultimately got released are the same ones that were cultivated with all of my friends all year long. And um it, it was a very natural unfolding, you know, it was kind of like um, human finds passion, humans follows passion, passion leads to more good things, you know, and just keep walking one to the next and uh, kind of a story like that, where it's like meet this friend, uh, you know, I, I met a good friend, Scott Wright, and we met at a drum circle and we were connecting over some music from like across it, we could hear each other, you know, and we started connecting and then we started playing and then Mike Canales, he's, he's my brother who... Uh, I started playing handpans with and going to his house. And then the three of us started playing together and we posted about it. And then, and then, and then Jared Robinson started coming and it's like this group starts forming and now it's so big. There's all the people and I wish I could, could name them, but it's like, they're all a part of this creation. And we all got together because we just enjoyed playing music. There was really no goal or structure it was just uh you know nate nate color uh like he bringing the energy and the drums and like the you know there's just the, it's like each person adds a unique flair bryson cassidy like i all these people all all of them are just unique different players in creating that structure of music and it's kind of it's like its own community within a community it's like this musical connection you know um so to answer your question uh at the end of this ramble is it formed very naturally and um it was very organic and it was through us just following our passion and playing and having fun (laughs) and that's such a beautiful thing to happen you know the first time i experienced a satsang or a kirtan which is the practice of singing mantras was at my yoga teacher training and i remember like they everybody could grab an instrument and you would just like play and it felt so connecting like even though like everybody so basically in this practice if you haven't heard of it someone chants and then you sing back so it's basically like call and response singing and you sing these mantras from 
that are based in Hinduism and from all these deities, and they're supposed to come and support you as you sing them. And it's this beautiful practice. And it's great because I've never seen that before. So I remember at one point, I saw that you had a community and I reached out and I was like, man, like, how do I get this here? And, you know, I'm really excited because I told you that I just had a meeting with someone about, you know, doing some events in person. And she and I were both talking about starting something like this. And so like, today, it's been really synchronistic, if you will. So I'm really excited to be here for this conversation. But did you practice like mantras or chanting before you and all of your friends came together? Or did you just like play your instruments solo? Yeah, um, good question. I mean, lots of solo things, right? Obviously, like lots of time spent. You know, Ram Das uh, is a spiritual teacher that first is where I was exposed to Kirtan. And uh, Krishna Das is like his partner. And they went to India long, long ago, not his partner, but one of his buddies, right? And um, they, Ram Das has these lectures on uh on like uh, on podcasts they're just all made into podcasts and i would listen to them and he has some where he does some chanting or some mantra and um i would i would do that and and i i you know shri ram j ram j j ram like just repeating over and over over again shri ram j ram j j ram and ram is the name of god like you were saying and um the you know the whole purpose like you said is to sort of like merge with God. It's to say it so many times that n- nothing else is any separate from that. We're all just one, you know? And um, I started listening to the music and I had obviously been playing and listening to music for a long time. And and so um, as I started to play my own music and, and sort of get into that, you know, medicine ceremonies were something that helped open me up to psychedelics and uh, with music, especially. And, uh, and so as our friends got together, a lot of us had these medicine songs that we had heard or carried or listened to or whatever. And so, um, you know, Jeremy's got a beautiful voice and he's opened up and just singing and we all just jumped on. And then it's kind of just one thing to another from there. We all sort of have these similar uh, places where we connect into spirit. And it's through a lot of these things that are from our own personal background. And when we came together, it wasn't like structured, like, okay, we're going to sing this one or do this one. It was just kind of like, it just happens very naturally. And, you know, some of our friends, Brett is a really good rapper and he'll rap Kirtan on top of them. And it's like, we just have different layers, you know, so it's, it's beautiful. It really is. And and there's so many different versions, right? So there's this endless number of songs. And I think like we were saying earlier, when it's done with the right intention, it's all a prayer. So. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like, the energy that's moving through these groups, it feels, it's hard to explain that feeling. You know what I mean? Just like being connected to everyone within the song, within the prayer. And I know I personally have been like slowly geeking out and learning more and more about each deity and each mantra that's saying, why it's saying its purpose and all of these things. And I I think it's just so beautiful to be able to practice something as a group because, you know, you said we are all just one. Like that's something that I've really had my eyes opened up to specifically. I was in this medicine journey and this plant connected to me and it was just like explaining to me that everything's the same and it really just made it made sense and every time I go to Costa Rica I really feel that more and more where I'm like I'm the tree and the tree is me and it's it's hard to explain that to people if they don't see the concept but I mean with humans it's easier to feel when you're in this community based singing 
like with each other and connecting with each other and how the music, especially as everybody's playing a different instrument and it's not planned or written, it just flows and it just happens. So I love that that connection is like kind of what created the album that we're talking about, which is Something New um, by Adam Heaps. It's amazing. I really feel like, you know, I'm going to geek out, geek out a little bit here. So I hope you're ready to receive. <laughs> but hey, this is do- like, this album has been the first time I listened to it, like, because I know you, I was like, I'm going to sit and listen to this. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just going to sit and close my eyes and receive the whole experience. And it is truly an experience. Like, each song, and I love the way that even though you're bringing such important and beautiful messages through your voice, as well as these, like, codes through the music, but you're also layering in some of these mantras that I know and that I relate to. And so I'm just like, ah. Yes. And so even when I didn't know the words, as soon as I heard a mantra, I was like singing along. And it's just listening to the whole thing from start to finish, like just with your eyes closed is highly recommended. It's a great experience. Great experience. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. Thanks for even like taking the time to lay down and absorb that with the eyes. (laughs) That's a commitment. But I, I think that's a one way to really like dial in some good music. And that's how I've enjoyed a lot of the music that's meant a lot to me over the years is like really just allow it to do some work, you know, and lay down and just experience. Yeah. So that's cool. Honored. Yeah. And <laughs> like I said, I've been so connected to music my whole life that I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, no, if I'm going to receive this, I'm going to receive it the right way. Because as humans, like we're so good at like layering activities on top of activities and thoughts. And so, I mean, for me, it's like listening to Led Zeppelin, right? Like if I'm going to listen to the Led Zeppelin experience, I'm going to do it right. And so like, I have these moments where I'm just like, I just want to sit and listen to music. And so it was really cool to be able to do that with an album of someone I knew that created it. And I was just blown away, like blown away. So I had a question in there somewhere. Sorry. I fangirled for a little bit. you're welcome you're welcome um okay so i do have a question did you play all of the instruments as you were recording separately or did you have people recording with you because i've been like listening to the different layers of like flute hand pan drum some guitar and like all kinds of stuff so i was just curious your recording process if you had help if it was just you yeah i think that's a good question i so this particular album was just me on all of the instruments i recorded it and mixed it and on this computer that we're talking on right now and uh i did a bunch of it like on the airplane to india and some in the hotel at india and back and and you know some of the the songs you can hear it and i know they're in there you know i don't know if anybody else will know but it's like there's this journey that happens and um it really did just come from an obsession with creating loops on my computer i would just like like it was so fun to play together with everyone and and uh at one point some we all went to the studio together that's what it was we had gone in together and we played and we jammed and it was just like a drum circle but we just played and and we recorded it and we've done that a few times and we released one there's a a group on on the 
you know, in the music platforms called open source music, which is like that group. And it's open source music because it's going to be different every time. And it's not anybody's to own. It's like anybody can add to it, grab a song, add your own flair, come in and record with us. Like it's just music because music is creation and it exists and it's not ours to own. It's just out there. And we made it once and it's live. You, it's recorded and you can listen to it, but it's like a live performance. And that was cool and fun. And it was a very big like ego eradicator to like sit in the studio and hear, you know, myself and and others and not judge everyone and myself and everything in every moment. That's a ceremony all on its own, you know, just like that process. But so it sort of just inspired me to come home and, and record my own loops and I would just play some drums or whatever. And then I would find like how to make it a perfect loop. Because if you loop something, it has to be a perfect bar. Otherwise you can hear it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like this challenge for me to create those. And um, that's sort of where it birthed was like, I realized like, oh, I can do this and I can create this structure and I can, I can layer them on top of each other. So I would just switch from one instrument to the next and kind of add where it made sense and I don't know it's just I had no plan <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the best things come out of no plans in my personal opinion having fun, you know yeah. just having fun uh, I, I think the plan was stay in the heart maybe that's the plan you know just stay there create because it felt good and um, I think I did that so, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I have heard some of the music from open source music, and it's also very good. I was having a day yesterday. And usually when I'm having a day where I'm just like not feeling like myself, it's moody outside, like seasonal depression is real for me. So it was like, you know, I need to listen to some chanting. And so I just like put on open source music and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need. I love it. It's sang in Spanish. So and I understand Spanish as well so i'm like this is perfect i'm just gonna jam out in my car and live my best life well yeah jeremy robinson is a beautiful singer and he sings a lot of the uh icaros the, the medicine songs and a lot of those are in spanish mm -hmm. and he has his own albums and music too so i'd go check him out too every one of those people that are in that you know have their own thing and they're all beautiful artists so yeah if you're looking for other things that that would be my suggestion yeah, I'm excited. I'm always looking for new music. You can never tell me no. And I love how you brought up the like not having judgment on what you're recording, especially in the editing process. Like, I don't know what that looked like for you as far as like creating the loops and everything. But like, I know for me, like the first podcast episode was hard. It was hard because I'm like, oh my God, this is what I sound like. And then not to mention, I say things like um or like more than I would prefer. And so just really finding a good space within myself to say, you know what, it is what it is. I'm not going to edit every other word and allowing it to be. Was that hard for you to really like release the reins and finally just let the music be what it was going to be. Yeah, it is hard. It continues to be hard sometimes, you know, I think I'm getting better at allowing it to come through. Um, but it's always a process. I, I think that's the beautiful thing that drew me to music 
the way we play it in the first place was that, and kind of where we started this conversation with your questions in the beginning is it's a tool to get present. If I can get out of the way and just let the music play through, then I'm very much in the moment. And as soon as I start to think, oh shit, I'm off or I don't, how do I sound? Or, Ooh, I sound really good. Then it's like, I get off a little bit and it's like, just get back into the flow of the music and recording with others live uh, taught me a lot when I did it by myself because I couldn't change anything in there. There's multiple microphones and it's all going on. So if you're going to take something out, you can turn maybe one microphone down, but it never goes away. It's in all the others, even though they're kind of highlighting certain things. So it was a process of like really letting go because it just, it goes in the mic and then it comes out the speaker and it's there forever. And in my own process, I did a ton of cleaning and fixing and doing it again and doing it again, doing that. So like, you know, I'm not going to say like that was all just like, hey, I did that in one try, but but there were a lot of things that were very through creation or in the flow of the moment. A lot of the words that I sing, I just was singing and singing and saying things. And then it was like, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say that one again. Like it was, I didn't, I, I didn't, I spent a little time writing lyrics and a lot of time letting them come through in the moment for good or bad. It was just part of the process this time. And um, I think some of that has to do with that practice of like learning to just let go, you know, and be in the moment, be in the flow. Cause that's even a structured poem or a song or a lyric comes out of nowhere originally. I mean, in, in the beginning, they all come from out here, you know? And so it's a beautiful thing to be able to tap into that, however we tap in. Yeah. And I love the way that you say it. It's like, it does come from really connecting to yourself and like, Finding the place of peace, whether it's like there's an emotion behind the music or, you know, whether it's like I just want to connect to source and allowing that to channel through in all kinds of creations. And so it's like you're just finding a form of expression is really another way of what it is. And it's so important for us as humans to have expression outlets, especially like as you're going through a healing journey or any kind of human experience, really, because it can be rough sometimes. And I mean, even in the happy moments, you know, it's a great way to celebrate and express or like put a mark on like, this is what I was going through in in my life at this time. And, you know, I know this year has been pretty big for you as well, as far as just like going through the Fear Alchemy course. I know you were in Costa Rica for a while. And so I, my perception of it is like you've done a lot of the like deep work this year. And it's like this album was just a gift from what you've been creating. Do you feel like that's accurate? Or what's your experience? Yeah, well, thanks for saying that. I I feel that I do. And uh, I guess I had never thought of it quite the way you articulated it, which I really like the way you articulated it. And I really appreciate it. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of truth there. I mean, I couldn't have tapped in or been ready to receive or co-create or even had the courage to do some of those things or release it or promote it or, you know, whatever thing without a lot of the experiences that I've had over the last couple of years and this year, especially. And, you know, you named a, a few of them and, and, you know, there's a lot of like people I, I would like shout out to and just like thank along the way. Cause there's so many of them, um, at each of these places and events and, you know, people facilitating or 
guests and for encouraging me and seeing me when I maybe couldn't fully see it in myself yet, even though I knew that's what I needed to do. And uh, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for that work. And um, I'm grateful for you for pointing it out that that was sort of like a, a gift almost at the end. Cause I've, I've articulated that a few times. Like, I don't know where this came from. Like, I know I did it, but it's like, it just like came through at a certain point. And um, it feels good to receive it like that, how you said. So I'm just going to sit in that for just a second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad that resonated. And, you know, for me, releasing the podcast was something like that, right? Like, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I know if I hadn't gone through the process I went through with Ben at the beginning of the year, that I would be in a very different place. And I mean, it's funny because worked with Ben, then I went back to Costa Rica. And then a couple months later, worked on myself, changed some things. And I was like, all right, podcast is coming out. I don't know who's ready, not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like I, so I think I relate to it. I relate to seeing kind of as much as I see right on social media. And like, I know we don't talk all the time, but like as much as we've interacted, I'm like, it felt similar to me. And so it it can be such a gift you know, and I know for me to like receiving compliments about the podcast when people listen to it, I'm like, Oh, that's right. That's out there. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And I mean, I feel like music is so much more complicated than what we're doing right now. But it's that's all perspective anyway. But you know, maybe one day I'll get to the point where I'm okay with playing music in front of people. But <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be sooner than later if I'm going to start hosting events like this, but yeah, I mean, it's all a process. Right. And I think, I think you're right. It's like, we, we have stayed connected because we're sort of like vibrating in the same wavelength, you know, and we're, we're breaking down similar barriers within ourselves and, and uh, within how we view the world and, and how it views us or if we even care at all or, you know, how we care. And so, yeah, I appreciate your connection uh, this year to like have each other to sort of be like a support or like a like a like a high five every time there's a victory or you know something going on yeah and I see that in you too and it's a it's a beautiful unfolding and it's inspiring to watch and it feels good to see people that you care about doing that it's inspiring yeah it truly is And, you know, even from when we were working together, I remember at one point during the Fear Alchemy process, you said something about like, you just looked in in the mirror and you were just like, that was me. And I love him. I'm just this human and I love him so deeply. And like, I remember thinking to myself, like, I, I know I'm working towards that point. And it like, it was almost like the shimmer of light, like you can get there, Jillian, like it's a process, but like you can get there too. And, you know, it's just was so beautiful to experience that. And, you know, like you said, to be able to like, just high five each other as we're like, yeah, we did something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to commiserate on it. Uh, it's been fun, you know? Yeah. So yeah. out of, so, okay. How many instruments do you play? I don't know. I think like all of them. <laughs> I mean, anything that's rhythm, I like to play. I'll play my knee. I'll play the steering wheel. Um, You know, I'll play anything I, I have. You can see I got a couple of guitars and strings i've had a bass for a long long time and guitar around i we i've got a didgeridoo uh some native american flutes that was kind of like i had guitars a lot growing up uh but like flutes were something that helped me tap into music in sort of like a way that was like uh just playing for the moment um because i didn't know any songs and it just has this cool like earthy native american sound so you can just kind of like play around with the notes and that really was a cool 
eye opener for me, you know, and, and it like ended up being, I didn't really sort of see this till the end, but the very first track on the album is just a drum and a flute. And that's sort of like kind of where it started in a sense for me, as far as like me tapping into those creative abilities inside. I think before I had played a guitar, like get some tabs, play a song that I saw on the radio or whatever, and like, just try and play it and make it sound like that. And I had a Beatles book and I loved playing that, but I played to match what somebody else had played before. I never played it to like allow the sound to come through me and out the instrument and like exist. And so um, flutes, harmonium, obviously drums. I don't know. We play water bottles sometimes, uh, you know, and <laughs> like it's like it just doesn't it, there's there's no end to it. I like to play them all. And I I think I don't know if that's because I get bored or if because I like it's like one of them you learn one thing and then it can apply to so many things and i don't know i just i can't stop i have add i keep getting more you know i don't know what's next what's next is i've been eyeballing a sitar because i went to india mm. like the thing but I, I i haven't pulled the trigger yet but you know maybe by the time this is out in the world i'll have it and yeah, <laughs> we're playing. just gonna manifest that for you <laughs> <laughs> just happened here it is uh-huh so yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know if I answered your question. I play a lot. I you a did. Lot. You did. You did. So out of, so, okay. That also answered my next question. I was going to ask what your favorite was, but I, it's so basically rhythm based instruments. Do you have a specific like drum that's your favorite? So my hand pan was really important for me in sort of my like musical expansion journey. Like it was like, it's a drum, but it also has notes and a scale. And so you can add a melody to it, but it's very rhythmic and, you know, they just repeat and build and, and, and you can just loop and loop. And, and so that was something that really like drew me in. Um, the last few months, it's been my ukulele. I got a big baritone ukulele as a deeper sound. That's the one I, I play in the album throughout, okay. you know, in the album, I'll put a different effect on it sometimes. So it sounds a little electric or a little more raw, a little more like an echo or something but it, that's the string instrument that i play uh, in the album and that's like been my friend like my best friend the last couple months probably more than anything has been my my ukulele like yeah i carry it everywhere everywhere <laughs> I, I can't put it down it's sitting right here you know it's like <laughs> yeah you're like it's my baby now this is my baby ukulele it comes with me wherever i go yeah That's... it's like a mix it's small like a ukulele but a little bigger and deeper like a guitar so it kind of has this like you know i don't know just it is it's my baby right now yeah i love that and you know i love hand pan drums i just love them i think the sound that they create is just it really takes me somewhere else mentally. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but listening to a handpan drum is a full-on experience in general. And I know we've talked about this some. I'm like, I want to get one eventually. I just haven't bit the bullet. But I did buy a ukulele. You've inspired me. So bought a ukulele. Cool. I'm slowly learning some notes. And I'm just going to see where it takes me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I remember when you picked up the ukulele and we never got to do a class. We should connect sometime and I can show you some tricks if you're still interested. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. And, and when you're ready for handpan shopping, you know, you, you let me know too. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's part of the step is like knowing the right thing to get. And the ukulele, I was like, I probably can't mess this up. So I'm going to go ahead and get this one that I found on Facebook Marketplace 
price. It was a good price. So it's not like I was spending a ton of money on something. And it was great. Like I got an extra set of strings. I played the violin in middle school. So I'm hoping that like, as I get back into it, it's going to feel a little more familiar. I don't really remember how to read music, but that's not the purpose of this. I really just wanted something to be able to express myself. So I was like, this works. Cool. I love that. I love that. And um, I think that is something, you know, maybe to touch on question one from earlier is like music is such a good tool to transmute energy, to become present. And it doesn't have to be like you don't have to know some symphony on the piano. You can play a ukulele, very simple, a couple of strings. Lots of the chords are one note, you know, one finger at a time, Uh, a native flute or a drum. They're all very easy easy and they're very uh, low barrier to entry, not very expensive, easy to play and very easy to connect and just close your eyes and just allow it to come through. And it's such a powerful tool to attune our frequency into the spot that we want. You know, and and the more we play, the more we can live life from those places because it becomes more natural for us to live there. So I would suggest that as a practice to anybody who like feels called to that at all. It opens up so many things in other areas of life. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's music is just such a special connection. And I don't know if it's because of like my roots, but like, I just love music and I can connect to it and I can get lost in it. And it's, it really is a great way, like you said, like to transmute energy, whether it's through playing the music or dancing or singing. It's just a great way for us to like really reconnect with our bodies and who we are. And it's generally like if you find the right music, it's uplifting. And so it's uplifting your soul back into this frequency of knowing that everything is the like is all one without making making it make sense. You're just there. Yeah, it's experiential, right? It's like it comes from a place of feeling rather than uh, through the mind. And it feels like a knowing, but it's through this tool rather than this one. And this follows a lot of times like, oh, that makes sense. And, And like, there's science to back up a lot of things like in a drum circle, when people are playing music together or in a band, and we're playing in the same rhythm, we start to breathe within the same speed and then our hearts start to beat at the same time and so that feeling in a music circle or when you hear the song that even you as the listener are into as a dancer or you're you're feeling it you're syncing up to that that frequency and that speed and we all sync to it together and it creates that feeling and when it's over it's like whoa that's that feeling is the connection of all of us syncing up and that's you know that's like what it that's what it's about and that's what we feel while we're doing it but our you know the science will tell us like that's the how our mind can connect the dots like that's why it felt so cool no that's that's a great way to explain it and i love that explanation so when you first started playing music did you had you learned like or did you just kind of start intuitively letting it flow yeah, uh, I spent a lot of years uh, in practice and feeling maybe like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't, uh, maybe I didn't, uh, I probably wasn't disciplined enough either. Like a guitar is, uh, there's a lot of depth inside of an instrument like a guitar. There's a ton of different notes and, and uh, it's tricky to hold and like there's a, it takes a lot of consistency to like hit one's full potential. And I think although I really liked it over the 
the years. I didn't really dive in as hard as I could have, although I spent those years learning and I did receive training and, and I've had, you know, lessons and learned theory and kind of dabbled in all of those things, even though I didn't really like apply it in my life or understand how to like use it from here. And so, you know, when it started to come out of here, a lot of those things sort of like caught up. And it was easy for me to jump in and play different instruments or hear different notes or match or do things. I think it was plant medicine ceremony too that opened that portal up. It was like, oh, music comes out here. It's not in here. Like, yeah, you can learn it, but it's like where it's being made from is is a different place. And um, that was a beautiful part of the journey too, for sure. Yeah, I, I love that because it does. It definitely does come from your heart and it's not, it's not a heady, it's not, it's not a heady experience. It's definitely something that you feel. And then it's just turning those emotions into the energy of sound. And it's it's really beautiful. Um, I had a question for you. What was it? While you think, I'm just going to say this because I thought of it as you said that is uh, it's something to be aware of too, because there that is something that both people with good intentions and bad intentions know that energy and um, emotion can be moved through music. And so, I, I mean, I'm not like going to doomsday or put any warnings, but I think like we all know what feels good. And I would just suggest being aware of what is being consumed that way because there is, there's potential for all of it. Maybe I'll just say, right, there's potential for all of it. And so just being aware, I think is important. Yeah. And it's like you were reading my mind. <laughs> because I I definitely feel that in different musics and I was trying to figure out the way to put it in a, into a question because there's certain music that I just cannot tolerate. It'll come on and I'm like, nope. And it's not like a certain genre. It's literally just depends on who created it, I guess, or their intention behind the creation. And like, it'll give me anxiety and I just can't handle it. And, you know, there's some people that are like, but this is so good. And I'm like, mm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, but it's not for me. And so just being aware of how music's making you feel and, you know, like anything else in the world, really that disclaimer of people's intentions really matter. And sometimes they don't always create things out of the heart. And so it's it's a really different experience when you get something that's heart-centered versus coming from a dark place. Yeah, sure. 100%. And, you know, there's a whole nother podcast and wormhole to go down, but like there's like media brainwashing and propaganda and all the things tied into all of that. And, and, um, I think, like you said, it's just important to be aware. It's like not a judgment on anything. It's more just an awareness of what maybe what is there and how it interacts with me as I listen uh, or I'm around it. And then just watching those patterns and, and being aware enough or okay enough to shift when I need to, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And just letting it be what it is. I sure. mean, you know, I really think that everybody is just like instruments. Everybody's voice carries a different frequency. Frequency. And I know for me personally, and it's not always an intention, it's just I don't enjoy listening to certain frequencies of voices. And so like podcasts and things like that, when I'm looking for something to listen to, if I can't tolerate the voice, I'm like, sorry, I just I'm not going to get anything out of it because I'm thinking about I don't enjoy the tone of this person's voice or the way they sound. And that sounds it sounds a little crappy, in my opinion, but 
it's just true for me. And I know myself well enough to know that. And just to like to notice how it makes me feel when I hear this person speak or this instrument played or like at that certain tune, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and there are sort of what we were saying a minute ago is like there are other receptors at play when the energy is being exchanged that way. And so maybe you're picking up on that for some reason that doesn't make sense logically, but it's just like, oh, I know it doesn't feel good, you know, and that's okay. But I think it's just awareness, bringing awareness to it, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's so important because so many people will just consume things just because they think they like it or they loved this band before. So I'm going to listen to all of their albums, even if I don't really enjoy it as much anymore. But it's like allowing yourself to see like, hey, this didn't make me feel great. Maybe this was my favorite artist, but this didn't make me feel great. So I'm not going to listen to it anymore. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Or even like with what I create, whether it's music or connections or a conversation or a social media media posts is like what why what is my motivation behind what I'm putting out right now you know with what I'm creating and uh, aligning myself too because it's it's easy to get in a like in a spot of acting from fear or ego or uh, other things and um it's almost like unconsciously programmed in us to like skip those routes or, you know, I can, I'm, I'm used to avoiding something. And so I'm going to do, I'm going to create it this way, or I'm, somebody makes me nervous. So I'm going to say it like this and say, like, why am I doing that? You know, just becoming aware of what I'm creating too and how I'm vibrating and putting out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want a soapbox or anything, but I think it's important <laughs> to remember that through both the receiving and the creating of those frequencies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been talking a lot about intention, and I really think intention's everything. And it's just so important as a human to realize what your own intentions are in creating something, you know, just to kind of repeat what you were saying, but it's huge. And then just to notice how you're feeling as you're receiving something. I think those are two of the most important things in life that someone could look at is how you're approaching life and everything that you do and what's your intention behind confronting someone, if that's what it is, right? Why are you confronting them? Is it because it's coming from a place of ego and you feel like you need to prove them wrong? Or is it because you were hurt and you really want to understand what the situation was and what happened? And so when you go at both of these situations with that intention, I think the outcome is always so different. And the people, the other person that you're interacting with can feel that intention mm-hmm. as long as they're connected to themselves, right? And they want to see it. Yeah, I agree. I do. I agree. So what what is your intention with this podcast? Can I ask? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So my intention with this podcast, you know, is I really feel like I, at this point, I've only brought on people that I know, and that I look up to, or I've worked with closely, or some of my closest friends. And I really am wanting to spread this, like, this feeling of love, this love support through this podcast by speaking to people who have been on healing journeys and different modalities that have helped him or helped them and different experiences that have helped them get to where they're at to be able to encourage other people to heal and love themselves. And it's honestly like, it's been really overwhelming, honestly, at the beginning, because I didn't expect very many people to say yes to being guests on the podcast. You know, the ego is a crazy place. And 
It doesn't always accurately predict the way things are going to turn out. And everyone that I asked has said yes. And it's been this beautiful like co-creation with each guest that has come on. And it's I found that even in the episodes that I do by myself, it's been this journey to a deeper self-love to myself because I'm having to let go of judgment on what I'm saying and know that I'm truly speaking from the heart and know that the things that I'm putting out there maybe will only help one person, but that's one person that I was able to transmute, like to encourage them and support them in their healing journey in some way. So long-winded answer, but I hope that answers your question. That was so good. And um, I agree and I am in full support and excited for you in that. And like, I think it's so cool because that's really what it's about, right? It's like, it's cool if it's heard and it's seen and it's out there and like that's amazing but what matters is the difference that it can make for an individual and even if it's just one person just like seeing a shift and and I think I had this same somebody asked me that about my music and I'm like what do you want from it and I was saying that exact same thing like even if one person what I realized is I was that person mm. I got a shift so like you did it we did it you know, it's like, you're already there. It's already a success. Like, yeah, exactly. And everything else on top of that is just gravy. It's just like, it'll just go and do its work as it needs to. But that's really cool. I like, I like that answer. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me and ask you one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Happy to happy to switch it up. So I wanted to ask as well. So you said at the beginning that you started playing music while you were guiding breath work. So I know that you have a community for that too. I need to just go to Salt Lake City is really what <laughs> is okay. what needs to happen. Yeah. I need to go visit. Mm-hmm. You are other friends there. Like I'm just, I need to show up. But in creating music, so like you were playing music before you were into breath work, but breath work was just another way for you to incorporate music into. How do you incorporate the music in with the breath work while you're guiding it? I guess is my question. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, you know, and I'll clarify, like uh, like I had said before, um, uh, it was in a plant medicine ceremony where I, the shaman who was very connected with the music, music is a very much a part of plant medicine ceremony for those who have not ever sat with, whether it's you know, there are different ayahuasca or mushrooms or whatever type of ceremony people are, are ketamine, right? Any, anything that's out there, music is always very connected. And um, I felt the draw very much in that moment, like, whoa, like that person's really using the sound in, in here to move this energy and to move through the energy through us. And the music is helping do the work that's helping to heal. And um, I was really inspired by that. And um, I knew I loved breath work. I I was just sort of like getting my jumping into these things. And um, we we started inviting our friends out to cold plunge in, in the winter in the mountains. And people started to come and we started to bring more friends and then you bring your cousin and then they bring their cousin. It was like, all of a sudden we had all these people out, you know, in the snow, getting in the water. And, uh, and I was like, Oh shit, like I need to, I can do this. Like I have all these friends that are interested. And I, 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 you know, and I had, I, I said earlier, my friend, Mike, he encouraged me. He was kind of, we were talking about what we wanted to do and what things we wanted to bring into the world. And, um, and we were talking about, you know, I, I wanted to bring breath work and show people that they had the potential to change 
change their lives every single day by connecting to their breath, by just taking 20 minutes and sitting in stillness and just breathing and finding a deeper connection to self. And all these things in life become so much easier when we do that consistently and when we know how to do that easily when we practice. And I wanted to do that. And I, what I wanted was to play music. I wanted to do it with live music, like I had seen with the shaman do, you know, and, and um, with, with plant medicine. And, and I knew breathwork would, would match the same. And so we were like, okay, let's do it. And he and I and our wives, Caitlin and Badia, who are amazing, incredible women and like are so talented in, in all their own ways and musically and holding space and, and you know, how they speak. And um, we all kind of just started teamed up and created this thing called the Energy Stack, which we've been doing every month for the last year or for a year and a few months, something we started it last june or july something like that and that was really like my first go into it and mike played one hand pan the whole time and i guided the you know the whole thing and it's evolved so much with all of our friends and all these instruments and and the breath work has gotten more depth and we both guide now and we have um, other people in our community that share their knowledge on it with us and help and and it's just this beautiful thing but uh it was the playing the music live with the breath work that really helped me learn to play music in front of people. I had never really played in front of people before. And we not only were we having really good breath work experiences, but people were coming after me like, hey, your music was awesome that was so cool and we were like ah all right like high five I'm like yeah you know and that that was like part of the intention but the main driver was the breath work that was like the goal was to be able to help expose that to people and you know in the energy stack we we do a whole bunch of things we serve hoppe uh which is sacred tobacco um we do breath work we do a cold plunge we have a sound bath you know, there's so many different things that are part of that event and that community. But uh, it was like the music just very naturally came out of that and has naturally grown in that. And um, it helped. Like I said, I think this is the answer you were looking for originally was it allowed me to play in front of people to practice using my voice speaking and guiding while I was playing or using an instrument and really like getting comfortable standing in front and being the the vocal uh, opening my throat chakra, you know, like I got I, I had the opportunity to do it. And you know, it's like, uh, in this life, we can do whatever we want, if we believe it. And sometimes we believe it and we get it right away and other times we gotta struggle or learn or go to school or get a certification or and sometimes some people just hop right in so like it's like we just it's wild how that works but i had to go through this process in order to like open some musical things for me and i think i'm still we are all still in those processes right like it's not like it's like okay did that but it was a part of like a, a turning point where i learned how to open that channel yeah that i love a, that a lot did, did that did that come through okay <laughs> It did. It was perfect. I, you know, you touched on a lot of things and I, I loved all of it. So, you know, I wanted to circle back really quick when you talked about music and the plant ceremonies. So there was this really beautiful moment, you know, indigenous people, they utilize music in healing in general. And when I was in Costa Rica last time I had, I was blessed to be able to meet my friend's grandmother. So she carries this wisdom about her. She's just such a kind and caring woman. And 
she was talking to me and music was a big theme when I was there. Using my voice was a big theme. I did a voice activation there. It was really cool. It was a very special trip for me. And she was talking. She had no idea that I was doing the voice activation. Like I just came and I met her and she started talking to us about how the Bribri indigenous people would use, like the women used to sing and the men would play these instruments in healing ceremonies, like without plant medicine. And so I think the music can be so healing so deeply on its own that it's like once you start adding things into it, like plant medicine or breath work, which another point is for those of you that don't know, breath work can create DMT in your system naturally within the lungs. And that's why a lot of the time when you get really deep breath work experiences, it can be, it can be similar to a plant medicine experience. So I really believe that like when you're using the music with the plant, with the breath work, it's even more intense because breath work on its own can be really intense. And then adding that layer of music healing onto it, it's like completely reshaping your cells or like revibrating them into a different frequency. And it's just, it's amazing. But I love that. Like, what better way to learn and get into being comfortable with using your voice and playing the instruments than in a room of people laying down with their eyes closed? Right? Like, there's a hack for anyone that's interested. <laughs> It, that was an accidental uh, walkthrough and lesson. Like, thank you guides for, for putting me through on the path that I need to be on. Cause sometimes I can't see it, but I'm learning. I don't necessarily need to know those steps. I just need to follow the ones that feel really good right here. And then those other things will open up. And, and when we get there, it's always like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. Like I, you could have seen that all along, but for whatever reason, when it clicks, it clicks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, for reference to when he said right here, he was pointing to his heart. So a lot of, there, there may be a couple of times in the episode, if you hear him saying here, here, he's talking about it coming from your heart, not your mind. And it's, it's really true. And it's so beautiful to be able to like, to feel the frequency of something that someone created from their heart and what that really feels like. And you know, this is something that I've talked pretty deeply about with one of my spiritual mentors is like, what is my mission? What am I here for? And she always comes back to like, Jillian, you are here to embody and show people the frequency of love. And that really resonates with me because I, I've i loved love my whole life. I love a good love story. I like love to see people loving themselves. Like I'm learning to love myself on such a deep level that like to be able to feel someone that's created something through their heart and feel those emotions or like where that came from is just so beautiful. And, you know, it's so beautiful that you created this space for people in your community to be able to up level their lives through such practices like breath work and music and cold plunges and all kinds of sacred, you know, materials. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, uh, that it resonates. I it's weird how these things come through and then they exist and it's like we don't really own them they just like have they take on this life of their own and it's almost like it needed to exist and some of us sometimes are just the ones that open the door you know but everybody that comes is a part of the creation because it's like it doesn't exist especially a community a group unless we all show up and we keep showing up and um, I'm grateful for the people that are here locally in my area that feel and vibrate the same way that I do so that we have each other to connect to because it's very important to do all of these things, this work on ourselves and to be on our own and to go inside and to have that journey 
But when we can do those inward journeys with our community, somehow it's magnified. It's like exponential healing happens. And uh, I'm I'm just grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that because it's changed me. And I had no idea what that was going to mean, you know, when we started doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's all my questions. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been just amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for following your intuition and uh, being courageous and starting this podcast. And um, I think you sound really good. I don't know all the stuff you were saying earlier about the insecurities. Let those go. Keep keep rocking, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was great and I had a lot of fun and I hope you'll have me back sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Expand the Conversation podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback means the world to me. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes, reach out to me on social media. I would love to hear from you. To let me know you are listening and stay updated on all things Expand the Conversation, be sure to follow and tag me on Instagram at expandtheconversation.podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it. See you next time.